1: And we're going to be at the Siren Theater and the show starts at 7.30.
0: So go to our website where you're raised slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Hey everybody. It's Nick Layton.
1: And I'm Leah Bonima. And
0: we're in New York today. And we had so many great questions from you guys in the wilderness. Oh, that we have a bonus episode. So here we go. Our first question is about picky eaters. Quote, I have a question about hosting a private dinner party. After finding out that diners have so many different dietary restrictions that there is no possible menu to accommodate everyone, can I ask people to bring what they alone can eat? Or do I cook in separate pans and utensils? Do I potluck? It has gotten incredibly difficult to host a dinner party of more than four in California. No gluten, nuts, meat, eggs, fish, berry, breads, butter, sulfites. Is it okay to just tell these folks that we should just go to a restaurant instead? It's way too much work to accommodate these people, even if they are relatives and they have invited themselves to my house. It's also probably true that they're going to expect me to pick up the tab. What is the polite way to handle this? Well. Well. So I have some initial thoughts. Okay. I am from California. I feel like this is unfair to all of us. There are some very reasonable Californians. <laughs> that you're
1: disagreeing with
0: the question. <laughs> you know, there there are some of us who uh, are delightful dinner party guests, happy to eat whatever you want to serve. No problem. So I guess the first question is, how do we accommodate people with different dietary restrictions? Is that the first question here? That is the first question. So I think the idea of going to a restaurant, I guess, is okay. But I think there is something nice about hospitality in your home. The idea of a dinner party is very nice.
1: And I feel that this person wanted to have a dinner party in their home. Yes. It just got complicated.
0: Right. So I think the solution is let's pick a cuisine that is inherently accommodating to as many different dietary restrictions as possible. So like, what if we did Ethiopian? That could be vegan. The uh, injera bread, that spongy bread, that's inherently gluten-free. Like, That could maybe cross a lot of boxes off for a lot of people and could be fun. So like pick a cuisine that maybe everyone could enjoy. So Indonesian could work, Thai, Japanese, Lebanese. So I think maybe let's make a party with a cuisine that everyone can enjoy. That's an idea.
1: Yes. I think you could also do plates. Like you could have a veggie plate for people that don't eat anything. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here, these are just vegetables. Okay. Um, so they can pick it. It's almost more buffet style. Right. But you have that. And then you could have, like you said, you could even make like a lasagna with gluten-free noodles mm-hmm. and then like a chicken. And then if somebody doesn't fit into any of those categories, they have to bring their own food.
0: Okay. So we want to still try and be accommodating if possible.
1: I think you could make a few. Yeah. Like I had a bunch of people over and there's always vegetarians and then now gluten-free is more and more. Mm -hmm. So I had like a few things that fit into each of those categories. Yeah. If you had very specific needs, you were going to have to bring your own.
0: Yes. Or I guess if your very specific needs can be accommodated, I guess we would try maybe. I guess it depends on how specific we want to get. Cause like we can avoid meat. Like we could make a vegetarian meal. Oh, absolutely. And we could even go as far as vegan. Like I think we can get there. And so then it's just a question about like nuts, berries, sulfites.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) what I mean. But also, do you want everything to be vegan? You know, you may, you may just be a meat lover, in which case you could have a vegetarian option. Right. You know? Okay.
0: Now the second part of this question, which caught my ear was that these are relatives that have invited themselves to my house. So I think that's a separate etiquette question. Yeah, that seems to be a separate. They're
1: like, hey, I'm coming over and can you accommodate for all my dietary restrictions?
0: (laughs) So that I don't think we need to accommodate. And then there's the, they're going to expect me to pick up the tab if we dine into a restaurant.
1: I would say then have the, have a house party. Have a
0: house party. However, if you do invite people to a restaurant and you are the host, you are picking up the tab. So that instinct is correct. You will pay if you are hosting, if it's at a restaurant.
1: I think this person just felt forced into going to a restaurant because nothing that he or she was cooking met their needs. Yes.
0: So potluck or buffet with enough options. Yeah. Okay. Our next question is, What is the proper etiquette when entering a single person public restroom? Should you knock? Nobody else I know knocks first. They just attack the handle like
1: the police serving a search warrant. Actually, can we go back to one thing really quickly? Sure. Just because they asked about the separate cooking things. Mm -hmm. For vegetarians, they definitely don't want any like stock. You know, if you cook in a stock. So I would just be careful to label it.
0: Yes. And that could even be like a halal kosher thing too. Potentially,
1: yeah, I would just let people know what it is. If you can't accommodate, you can't accommodate. You're trying your best, but just make sure if something does if you, something was cooked in a chicken stock or there was dairy, you know, I would just let people know. But then I guess the question
0: is what obligation do you have to your guests about informing them in advance about what is happening? Because if I was very restricted with my diet, I guess I would want to know if I'm showing up to your dinner party, will I be able to eat anything?
1: I think you would just say I'm cooking these three groups. Okay. I'm, I'm having a chicken. I'm having a gluten-free vegetable lasagna.
0: And we're doing a vegan And I'm fantasy. having a
1: non-dairy vegetable plate. Okay. If you can't eat any of these three things, please feel free to bring something for yourself. Okay. All right. Great. That's what I would, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you want to do your best and you want to be gracious. At the end of the day, you want your guests to be comfortable. So I think as long as you are welcoming and you are as accommodating as possible, then I think that's nice. Guests also have an obligation too, though. Everyone has their part to play. So guests want to minimize the inconvenience on their hosts as well. So I think, you know, they have to step up a little bit and not be aggrieved.
1: Yeah. I also think if you can't accommodate everybody or you can't, you just want to make lasagna, Mm -hmm. then do that and be like, this is what I'm making.
0: Come or not. Come or not. Right.
1: Feel free to bring something else.
0: RSVP. Yes or no.
1: That's so if you don't feel like accommodating, I don't think you have to accommodate. Just let people know what's there and that they can bring something else.
0: Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. Okay. Done. Done. Our next question, that bathroom door. Are you executing a search warrant when you, when you <laughs> try and enter? I think knocking first is nice. I would always knock first. Yeah. I think the trick though is sometimes you're in a place and it's very loud. And so you don't always hear the response. So I guess jiggling is also good then at this point.
1: Yeah. I just do it. I think you should do a knock up top. Up top. No, I just mean in the beginning. Oh,
0: in the beginning, (laughs) not at the top of the door frame. (laughs) Okay,
1: (laughs) Up top of the multiple things we're going to try to do to (laughs) see if the door is open. I see.
0: Yeah. That's step one. I have had experiences where there was actually nobody inside the bathroom and they had locked it from the inside. This is a very tricky situation. Oh, that is
1: tricky. Now you have to involve somebody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now you have to get management. Right. That's beside the point. Our next question is a voicemail. Let's listen to that now.
2: I have a question about managing tacky gifts from relatives. Here's my situation. My partner and I just moved into and remodeled a dream home. Everybody in our family is very excited. My family lives very close. And my mother has wonderful taste and has been a part of kind of our design process, knows what my partner and I are going for. And she has given us really some beautiful gifts that fit perfectly into our home to help us warm it up. My partner's family has been more removed. They live several hours away. Their experience with the house and me, honestly, isn't very much. My mother-in-law, I think, is wanting to contribute And so she's been sending a lot of gifts. The problem is that they're very, very tacky. I don't understand what she's thinking. My partner doesn't understand what she's thinking. So we've already been kind of managing what to do with these things as they enter our house. We've got a housewarming party coming up where his side of the family is going to come and visit. And I was wondering if it would be appropriate to create a housewarming registry of some kind to kind of help guide these relatives and minimize the amount of stuff that will eventually become clutter in the house. And bonus points, if you can help me figure out how to frame this, what language to use so that it sounds gracious and polite, help.
0: Oh. So I followed up and I asked this person to text me a photo of an example of one of these tacky gifts. And so one of the examples was a insulated wine clutch And it was sort of a teal, pleathery thing. And it kind of looked like a little purse. Uh, And you put a wine bottle in it. Yep. So I didn't think it was that terrible.
1: I mean, I thought you could re-gift that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I get that, you know, it's not your taste. I get that. No problem. I have very specific taste. I'm notoriously difficult to buy things for. Leah's managed to purchase correct gifts for me.
2: Oh. So
0: I guess that just goes to show you know me very well. (laughs) But most people would struggle. So I get it. But the thing to do is just accept it. Just say thank you. Thank you so much for the teal pleather wine clutch.
1: I think if you're afraid that everybody's going to come over and bring tons of stuff that you dislike.
0: Yeah. Like a big stuffed animal from a fair. Yeah. Like.
1: You could have. It's your it's your husband's parents. Okay. Right. Because she's saying. Yeah.
0: It's his side of the family.
1: I think it's always good to go through the side of the family that it is. Okay. So you could ask your partner, hey, do you want to see if you can tell your parents that if they want to give us something, this is something we need and are looking for. So
0: drop some nice hints. Through him. Him. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be okay. Although I don't love the idea of soliciting gifts.
1: No, but they clearly are going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. But when you have a registry, it makes it very overt that like, we want you to give us gifts and we want you to give us these gifts. So I don't like that tone. Okay. But I guess if you're dropping very specific hints about if you were going to be bringing something, this is something that could be okay.
1: So you're saying not appropriate to create a registry. I don't
0: love the registry thing, no. If you do the registry, you're basically saying like, we expect you to bring gifts. And I don't think you should have that expectation for housewarming. It is common. It's sort of expected. It's what is done. But there's that pageantry of like, oh, you brought me something? No, you shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. You need that pageantry.
1: I know that in... A few episodes ago, we said specifically not to do this, but... Okay, there's always exceptions. <laughs> if this is a thing this person really wants to do, maybe there's a way to say, we really don't expect gifts. Some of you has have asked what we need.
0: Yeah, but now this is a mass email? What is this?
1: This is just to the people that they're worried about.
0: I mean, here's the thing. If you give an instruction to these people... These teal, pleather, wine clutch people. Are they going to be able to follow your instructions to the tea and dial in exactly the gift that's your taste unless you're giving them like a barcode? Right. Right? Like as if you're like, oh, you know, we could really use some white towels. Inevitably, you're not going to get the right white towels.
1: That's true. You're not going
0: to get the right white towels. That's for true. People. So it feels like just let them bring whatever they think you might like and re-gift it. Or maybe you'll luck out. Or give it to charity or whatever. But I think you just kind of have to accept your fate.
1: I think, yeah, just let it go. I would
0: let it go, yeah. Um, like
1: I would tell my parents, hey, this is something I need for my housewarming, but they're my parents.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you know also the relationship that you have with your parents.
1: Yeah, because so. they also, you know, I know that they would want direction. right. Right. They don't know. But I don't think I would step in.
0: But yeah, I think when you're like adults and you're buying a new house and you sort of already have an established life. Yeah. I think it just let them bring whatever they want to bring and hope for the best.
1: Yeah. And unless they ask and then you can send them links. Sure. Okay.
0: Yes. If you're invited to send them links. If there's some kind
1: of opening where you you can be like, oh, this here it is, then send them links.
0: Okay. fine. Fine. I I think
1: you could also specify if you really dislike everything they bring you is when you do the housewarming, (laughs) say, please, no gifts.
0: You could definitely ask for no one to bring gifts, I guess. Sure.
1: Because sometimes in like a a wedding or a marriage or a new home, people need things. Sure. But I'm not getting that. That's what this is. I'm not getting that vibe. I think if you need things.
0: Yes. If you are creating a new household,
1: a new home and you need things, then I think it's fine.
0: But these people already have two kitchen aids. Yeah. I don't
1: think that's what that is. No.
0: Okay. Now it's time for
1: Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought
0: to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes.
1: And now you see how the title is ironic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also so much is going on in this town. So
1: much is going on. We already, we started at ten.
0: My boss cracks her knuckles compulsively. We share an office, so we spend the day in close proximity. Whenever she talks to someone, she cracks each knuckle in turn. The noise is like nails on a chalkboard to me. I'm not allowed to wear headphones at work, so that's not an option. How can I politely ask her to stop? I'm afraid it's an ingrained habit, and she doesn't consciously realize she's doing it. So you uh, made some faces
1: Yeah. while I was reading
0: this question. Do you uh, have an issue with knuckle cracking?
1: I think when you're trying to concentrate and, and people make a noise like that, it's very disruptive. Yeah, it
0: definitely takes you out of the moment.
1: It takes you out of the moment and yeah. it's a hard noise to listen to. Yeah,
0: I think there is probably some weird deep down evolutionary response that people have to this. Yeah. yeah. So what do we do about it?
1: I, I really don't know because it's your boss mm. and...
0: And you're not allowed to wear headphones at work.
1: Maybe I was thinking you could get those little earplugs and you could say, I know I'm not allowed to wear headphones, but I get, I would be more productive if I wasn't distracted by noises. I
0: mean, I don't know why we have a no headphone rule, but I can't imagine earplugs are fine. Well,
1: sometimes people have earphones and they're listening to things like they don't want you listening to a podcast, but if you have earplugs in, you're just trying to block out noise. Okay. So
0: earplugs. I
1: would say, Hey, I know that we have no earphones, but I was hoping I could wear earplugs because I get distracted by noises and I would be more productive. Mm. Then they would say, what noises? And then you would say, (laughs) Oh,
0: you know, Lisa's incredibly annoying habit of cracking (laughs) her knuckles. I think we would want to give a shot to saying something. And I think we can say something in a nice and polite and direct way. Okay. Because my whole new thing is to be more direct. Yes. It's a whole new me. No more passive aggressive. I'm going for it. Okay. So I think we would just say to the boss, like, I'm so sorry. I know you don't realize you're doing this. And I realize it's just like my thing, but I'm just particularly sensitive to the sound of knuckles cracking. And so if you could just be mindful when you do it and try not to do it around me, something in that flavor.
1: And I would mention how it makes you less productive. It ruins your concentration.
0: Okay. Yeah. We could throw in how, uh, it's what's affecting in it for her. Work. Yeah. What's in it for her. Right. Said I can earn more money for the company. Sure.
1: I can be more focused in the moment.
0: Yeah. But I feel like we can say something and, and not make it personal. Acknowledge that this is a habit. Acknowledge that we know she doesn't do this on purpose. Right. It's not malicious. Uh, she probably doesn't even realize she's doing it. So I think we could try and say something. Yeah.
1: I would love to hear how that goes.
0: Yeah. Letter writer, if you do that and you don't get fired, I guess let us know. I almost feel like
1: it's something that you would talk to HR about whether or not you can say that.
0: To a boss? I mean, what is that conversation?
1: The conversation that we literally just had. Can I wear- Oh, about the the
0: earplugs. Yeah. I would like to say
1: something is that, (laughs) you know, I feel like people are so sensitive now that it might be like a, starts a whole thing where, you know what I mean? Should you go to HR first and be like, I'm having trouble concentrating because- There's a lot of knuckle cracking and I would just like to have a healthy conversation about it since I can't wear headphones. What do you think?
0: Okay. And so see if they want to
1: have a conversation with the boss. No. See if you told them first, that way there's no way you can get.
0: Oh, it's just documentation in case you get fired for retribution.
1: Yes. I see.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. It's just a CYA kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. I guess in hindsight, I think the earplug thing is nice. That feels like the more easier route the path of least resistance.
1: And then if it's a conversation, you'll have the conversation of what the noises are. But you say I need to, I get distracted easily by noises.
0: Yeah, just noises in general.
1: And then see where that goes. Okay,
0: because we just want to plant the seed about your noise sensitivity. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if I feel satisfied with this response.
1: I think go for your response, but...
0: Well, letter writer, you have some options. They're not all great. Let us know how it goes. (laughs) Our next question is about tipping. So... Here it is. I just left a nail salon that wouldn't allow me to tip for my gel manicure on my credit card. They only accept tips in cash. There was an ATM in the salon, but I refused to pay a three ninety five dollars ATM fee. The total for my manicure was $38, and Lisa, the girl who did my nails, did a mediocre job at best. I just got home, and I happen to have a random $6 here. So my question is, do I drive back to the salon and give Lisa her $6 tip? I normally always tip 20%, even when service is bad, because I know people can have an off day, and I'd feel too guilty to function otherwise. otherwise. Otherwise, I understand that some places will give a 5% discount for cash payments, but I haven't had a place refuse a card or in this case, not have the ability to tip on a card in at least five years. So I feel annoyed. I want Lisa to have her tip, even though she didn't do so well, and I would not recommend her to a friend. I also really do not want to get back in the car and drive to the salon that I feel is giving cashless idiots like me the runaround. Like, how can you just not add a tip on the card? Am I being unreasonable? Should someone just always have cash on them? Should I have called ahead and asked? Okay. Le- Leah just pointed at me. She's like, you, you go.
1: What I want to say and what I would, what I would do are to- totally different things.
0: So first of all, you got to tip Lisa. You got to tip her. So I think you do not have to drive back to the salon today. Okay. We will give you a pass. You're already home. Fine. But this week you need to go and you have to drop off an envelope with Lisa's name on it with the tip. I think you have to do that this week.
1: So. Yeah, I think you can go back and drop it off anytime. Right.
0: So I think you got to do that. Now, the whole thing about like tipping in cash and tipping on the credit card, that's a business thing. That's not an etiquette thing. So this is what the policy of this salon has. And so that's what it is. Would it be more hospitable if they made it very easy for people to tip on a card? Okay. I get why they don't do that.
1: No, but it's also, I do think, because it's not just, this is very common in New York. You can't, oh, sure. You cannot tip Good with a card. Good luck. You can't tip it on a card. You yes, have to forget it. Um, and then they have their ATMs mm-hmm. with the big, it's like a racket. Yep. Everybody's running a racket. It's a huge scam. So, because I've had this happen, I always have cash. Um, so, I understand being annoyed by it because we it is a racket. Yeah. You are going to have to use their ATM. You are going to have to have that fee. And then you're going to have a fee, you know? Right. But it's not Lisa's fault.
0: Yeah, Let's not punish Lisa here. Yeah. I mean, you can punish Lisa for not doing a great job. That's a separate thing. Although I think you should still tip Lisa. Just tip her and just don't go back.
1: Also just tip her because that way you don't ever have to feel bad about it or yeah. think about tip it Yeah, tip her
0: again. the full 20%, which would be um, $7.60, not yeah, $6. But probably, yeah, but it's probably- There's some tax. Okay.
1: Also, I think people outside of the city tip 15 to twenty to 18.
0: Well, she says she always tips 20. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think you just drive back, give Lisa the tip. Now, one thing I have done because the guy who does my hair, they do the whole tip in cash only thing. I just asked him one day, like, what's your Venmo? And what I do when I'm done is I just Venmo him the tip. Oh, that's great. And like, voila. And so no fees for him. No fees for me. Everyone's happy. I don't have to carry cash. Problem solved.
1: I also think you cannot go back to this place ever again. Yeah.
0: I think if you're not happy with the service, just as a separate issue, don't go back. I'm sure you can get a gel manicure somewhere else.
1: Yeah. At some point this week, go back and tip her. And then, so you can feel good about your conscience. Tie that in a bow. And then take your business elsewhere where they don't gouge your ATM
0: fees. (laughs) So our last thing is event, And this person says that she's annoyed by, quote, people who ask super specific questions that are only pertinent to their situation in a group setting. Like if you're taking a tour of a school. And I could totally picture this where someone is like, excuse me, I have a question. Do you allow uh, people named George to uh, enroll in uh, this one class if they have four AP credits already in the related sciences? And you're like... Take that offline. <laughs> it's so true.
1: I actually tried to do a joke about this. People really? who ask questions to relay information about themselves in group settings. Okay. Because I feel like it slows down the whole group so much. Yeah. This also really annoys me. I think we've discussed how we've seen it in talkbacks at movies. Oh, sure. Where uh, this is not a
0: question, it's a comment. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> or people will pose a question because they're trying to. Sometimes they'll have during award season or new movies or new TV shows, they'll have a talkback where some of the actors or directors or producers will be there after. And then people from the audience can ask a question. Mm-hmm. Actually, and recently SAG AFTRA sent an email out being like, if you can't ask a question that's a, an appropriate question, stop stop <laughs> asking a question. <laughs> because people will just use it as a thing that's about them right. to ask to one of these people. And it's just so obviously not a question. It's just put in question form.
0: I noticed in this one scene that you use blue. I know when I'm making films and I use blue that I use it for this reason. Do you agree with me?
1: I noticed that you use a lot of actresses that have curly hair and I was wondering if you're casting because I've done a, what I've been working on and then they just talk about what they've been working on. I've recently been filming this thing and you're like, oh, no. are you pitching? This is not a pitch meter. Yeah.
0: So um, that's a great vent. Yeah.
1: Great vent. Don't do
0: that. Read the room. Well, thanks everybody for these great questions. Thank you
1: so much for your great and questions. And if you have
0: questions for us, send them in. Send them in. Please. please. You can send them to us through our website where you're by wolves.com. You can also leave us a voicemail 267 call RBW. You can send us a text message there too. And we would also love you to visit our Patreon (gasps) because you can actually like support us and you can buy me a cup of coffee so I can stay up late and uh, get this thing edited. And uh, we'll send you a thank you note.
1: That would be fantastic. So check us
0: out. We're Raised by Wolves. You can learn all about it. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.